Are you ready to get fired up? This is the Spitfire Podcast with your host, Lauren Lemunyan, the Spitfire Coach, a certified life and business coach out of Washington, D.C. We're talking to everyday people on the topics that burn them out and ignite their passion. So sit back, relax, and get ready to spit some fire. What's going on, guys? It's your host, Lauren Lemonian, and I'm super excited that you have joined us for season two of the Spitfire podcast. Now, if you didn't catch any of the episodes in season one, fear not. They're available on our website at spitfirepodcast.com, or you can listen to them on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So head on over there, click the link, download it, subscribe, tell your friends, and enjoy the show. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another Spitfire podcast episode. I am your host, Lauren Lemunyan, the Spitfire coach based in Washington, D.C. And I took a little break last week because I needed some recharge. Uh, it has been an ass-kicking winter. I don't know about you guys, but the lack of sunshine, the cold temperatures, the up and downs of change, I just have been struggling big time. And I've tried some you know, bright lighting, environment changes, all that jazz, but man, it has been hard. So I'm happy to see the sun today. Tomorrow is March 1st, which means that spring is coming. And I love this month so much because March is like this powerful strut into a new season. And it's getting me excited of sundresses and open-toed shoes and vitamin D. So I can't wait to soak up the sun. And I'm hoping that it is close by, but I think we're supposed to get snow tomorrow. Now today, I wanted to kind of recap what I've been picking up on from some client sessions that I think would be relevant to you guys. And if it's not, let me know if you want to hear something else. Uh, but it's really interesting how things kind of parallel in our lives and with the people that are around us. Uh, so I've been taking this resentment release course from my friend Rebecca Weintraub, and she is amazing. If you get the chance to check her out, please take her course because it's it's been life-changing. I'm in my third, actually we're going into our fourth session, and the amount of baggage and emotional, like just lingering crap that I've been able to release in three weeks has been amazing. I feel different. I feel lighter, and maybe the sun has been a part of that, but I've been seeing the impact of resentments and how they've been floating around my clients my friends, my family, all of the people around me. But I wanted to give some context to this because I think that we have a different way of defining resentment and we kind of chalk it up to this thing that is just going to be a part of our life that we just kind of have to deal with. And now I'm realizing that no, we don't really have to deal with resentments. We can deal with them and fully process them out. So I see resentments as kind of this hook into a past storyline. So it's this this piece of information, the story that we told ourselves from, from long ago or something that we witnessed, something that happened to us that changes the way that we perceive things. So it could be a person, it could be a sound, it could be a smell, a taste, some sort of sensory experience that triggers this past memory. And for me, I get this like guttural rage that comes up like I am so angry that I can't think straight. And I'm in full-on reactive mode. I start cursing this person out in my head. I'm just so freaking angry. And 
I usually write after it and I and I think that I've dealt with it and I processed, but then if I see this person or I see their name or or their number comes up, I flip out. And it's like I'm in a boxing ring with this person, but I'm really just sitting there with myself. So the way that Rebecca breaks it down is that your resentment sits in this mental dimension. And if we look at dimensions within ourselves, there are four. There's your emotional, your spiritual, your physical, and your mental. And so if we think of resentment sitting in our mind, it creates all of these other experiences. So on a physical level, like I feel sick. I feel like heartburn, queasiness, like just shut down in my body. And emotionally, I feel powerless. I, I feel like I've been taking advantage of yet again. Uh, so I'm getting those feelings and then sadness and guilt that I even thought that way because they don't see like this person is not coming out and attacking me. And spiritually, it really makes me question my connection to a higher power, a higher energy. So the resentment is not just, you know, something that we have to carry around. It's something that we really should take a deeper look at because it really is impacting the way that we are experiencing life. So I was able to kind of release this. And what I realized is my resentment was not about a person. It wasn't even about a situation. It was about how I judged myself. I had so much shame and blame wrapped into this former piece of myself. And I wasn't being compassionate. I wasn't being compassionate to the lessons that I learned or who I used to be. I was just externally judging that I was making it about someone else. So we have this way of projecting out on other people the things that we don't like about ourselves. Now maybe these people are not good for us and maybe we need some separation. But first we have to really look at ourselves of, you know, what is it about me that I don't like about me that's getting triggered about this person? And so that way you can look at it objectively of is this self-work of you know what, I need to just love on myself a little bit more and I need to create some distance with this person or I don't really want to have a relationship with this person. And so I've had to kind of sort through that stuff and I've, and I've had to do this a lot as I've been a coach, as I've been a business owner, uh, being in a new city. Again, I mean, I was here before, but it's a new way of operating. And I think that if we assume that we have to invite every person into our life, we are exposing ourselves to not treating ourselves well. Like if we're not honoring the value of a relationship with ourselves, then we're not really going to be the gatekeeper of that for other people. So if anyone can just walk into our lives and, you know, not respect our boundaries, not respect our, our value, then how can we expect ourselves to do that? So there's this kind of like, step back that we need to do of like, am I honoring myself? And does this person honor me? And do I honor them? Does this person bring value into my life? Do I get excited to spend time with them? And if the answer is no, you have the choice of either how much time, if any, you get to spend with them and the magnitude of the relationship. So sometimes people are just acquaintances. Sometimes they're meant to be passersby in your life to teach you a lesson or not. Sometimes you teach them, sometimes they teach you. But not everyone gets to get inside with you. It's like having a velvet rope. You know, some people can pay the admission fee, which means that they're going to pay a service fee to do business with you. But only a select few get to get into that inner circle. And as someone who 
coaches and who uses what I think is intellectual property that sits up in my head, that time is extremely valuable. So when people come in and expect to quote unquote pick my brain, this ends up becoming a boundary violation. And I think that some people get offended by this. But if you look at it objectively, if you look at it as, you know, why wouldn't you pay for this if you see value in it? Or if you don't see value in it, then, you know, what does that say about our relationship? So it's not to make people feel bad, but it's about understanding that people have different values. And if you haven't built up that reciprocal relationship of trust and respect, that you can't expect to have that type of dynamic with someone. So especially with people who are consultants, who are creatives, who, who have a skill, a, a technical skill, unless they offer it of, I want to help you, we should spend some time together, think twice about wanting to pick their brain, especially if you are not willing to pay for their service. This is not a way to make people feel bad again, but just think twice before you do it. This may just become like, this is part of like what you do and you just wanna connect with people, but think about what you're bringing to the table. What are you offering to them? And if you can't think of anything, then why aren't you willing to pay them for their, for their time and their energy and their expertise? You know, as a coach, I spent a lot of money to get certified. I've been doing this for years. I have thousands of hours now committed to this practice. So picking my brain and not paying for it is essentially stealing. And that might be harsh, but it's the truth. And so... This, this is a button, clearly, because I'm getting a little heated, but this is something that I just want people to realize. Like, this is, this is my trade, and, it, and if an artist is painting, you wouldn't invite them over to paint a mural on your kid's wall and not pay them, would you? So this is where values around money, around your own value to money, uh, where your value is for other people. If you're the person that's always trying to get something for free, what do you think that does to the quality of your relationships? So I know we went on kind of a tangent here, but this is really where my resentment was sitting on this idea that my time is valuable, my expertise is valuable, and when people don't want to pay or assume that a friendship allows you to have an open door policy of content without reciprocation in any capacity, it is a huge trigger of resentment. So I put it into this into the scope of this is the new boundary and I was able to get in touch with my fear around people thinking I was a bitch. Now, people may think I'm a bitch, that's their own thing. But to me a bitch is someone who sits around and complains and does nothing. And that certainly is not what I do. I mean, I am known for getting shit done for making things happen. And that to me is someone who's a boss. So, you can think I'm a bitch, but I'm not going to identify with that anymore. And so that past fear of people perceiving me as something that I wasn't was holding me into this pattern of rage, of frustration, of sadness. And once I was able to convert the bitch fear into the boss ownership, I was able to release all this stuff. So you know what? If someone offers to take me to coffee, I'm going to ask what it's for. And I hope you don't take it personally, but unless we have an established friendship, and you have an idea that you want to talk to me about where we're both winning from it, I'm going to pass because I've got to take care of me. 
I've got to take care of my business. And I am also hoping that you get inspired to value yourself as much. So think about the people that are friends in your life, the people who are really acquaintances that you have, uh, let's say, used a little bit, maybe milked the service a little too long. I want you to step away from that free resource or start compensating people. And if this means that maybe you need to start creating some income, some revenue streams, then think about collaboration. How are you going to bring your skill set to the table? How are you going to bring yourself up to meet people where they are instead of looking for a free handout? So this is where you are now challenged to get empowered. If you feel like you've been in this loop of asking people for free help, then feeling like you're a burden, you know, get out of that story. That's a past story. What is it that you really need for yourself right now? And how do you get it without relying on other people? So this is a piece of taking ownership and accountability, rewriting your story, and getting yourself empowered to make active decisions for yourself. So if you're someone who feels resentful that other people have more opportunities than you, how do you think they got those opportunities? What work do you think they needed to do? How do they need to step up and bring things to the table? So if you're in this victim mode, I want you to put that in the closet. That does not serve you anymore. You are now the hero of your own cause. You've got to save yourself before anyone else can save you. You've got to want it more than anyone else can. No one is going to give you a magical key while having coffee because you're not going to believe that you deserve it. You're going to come up with another excuse of why you weren't able to accomplish it. So go out and and check yourself. You know, this might be a very harsh thing to listen to, but it's all from love. I had to have this conversation with myself. I've had to have many people have this conversation with me, but I'm stronger for it. I'm more empowered. I'm more self-sufficient, and I'm better able to show up with the partners who are coming up at my level. I'm working with higher profile people. I'm working with people with, with even more traction than I could have ever imagined because I respect and appreciate myself. I value myself. I value the work that I do, and I know that the people that come into my life and appreciate and respect that are going to make even more magic happen. So if you have been looking for handouts, if you've been expecting someone else to save your business or save you, look in the mirror and ask yourself what you need to do for you. Maybe it's just taking time off and giving yourself some self-love, some hugs, some recharge, some rest. Maybe it's having a brainstorm session with yourself. Whatever it is, ask yourself what you need. And if it's relying on someone else to do it for you, dig deeper, you're not ready yet. Give yourself the time and the space to be patient, to rebuild yourself, because anything that gets added, you are not going to appreciate it, and, or you're going to expect it to keep coming. And guess what? At some point, people get tired and the well gets dry. So you got to keep replenishing your well with yourself. And it starts with affirmations, creating those mantras for yourself, believing in yourself first and foremost. So I apologize for the rant today, but I felt it was very, very in line with what I was feeling. And I hope that you get inspired. If there's something that's on your mind, if you completely disagree with me, I want to hear from you. Hit me up at lauren at spitfirecoach.com. Feel free to comment on this on Facebook, uh, Instagram, whatever you want to do. Uh, Make sure you guys download this too. I'm on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So I want to hear from you. Uh, I want to hear what you feel like you're being held back from, uh, where you think the resentment sitting and impacting you, and how you think that reframing this can really impact your life. So I hope you guys got a lot out of today. I feel better now after getting on my soapbox. 
Uh, I'm going to go dance in the sunshine because it's out and I love some vitamin D. And I hope you guys check out uh, next week's podcast and uh, you guys keep being awesome.